You are now listening to the Take Chances podcast, the number one business podcast for young people looking to learn about tech, culture, and people. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and rate us five stars. Take Chances. All right, welcome in. This is episode two of the Take Chances podcast. I am your host, Chance Mack, and I am so excited to have you all here with me again. Today, I have an exciting guest. I don't want to overhype him, but You'll learn a little bit about his story and you'll understand why I'm so excited for him to be here with us today. His name is Dalen J. Baker. I'll refrain from saying your middle name unless you wanted me to, man, but super excited to have you on, man. How, how you doing? Man, I'm, hey, I'm blessed, but honestly, I'm, I'm better than I deserve. So that's, that's the best way I can sum it up for us. So. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm over the moon to have you on, man, especially as my first guest on the Take Chances podcast, just because I feel like you're an integral part of my story. Uh, we literally have came through the ranks together. Uh, just to give you guys some background and some context on Daylin, um, you know, I went to high school with Daylin, so I met Daylin when I was about 15 years old, and, you know, immediately, we immediately clicked, right? Like we were playing football together, but just outside of that, you know, we just became friends and our relationship just continued to build. And I don't even consider Dalen a friend today. You know, this is like a part of my family. This is my brother. So um, I'm extremely proud of Dalen. Dalen's done some amazing things and we're going to get into, you know, his career path and his his background. Uh, but Dalen, just take a second to uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are from a high level and then we'll get into the story. Yeah, definitely. Nah, um, likewise, man. I appreciate the love. Appreciate the opportunity to join join the podcast. Um, but man, I mean, what more can I say? I'm 29 years of age. Um, again, my name is Dalen. Originally from uh, my hometown is Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so I'm, I'm an AT alien at heart. Um, you know, from a career perspective, uh, man, I, I, my big focus is sales and marketing. You know, so if there's a product offering, if there's a service at play. As uh, long as I understand the value prop, we can we, we can make something happen. We can take it to market and, and actually see, see, see some return on uh, return on investment. So um, that's really been my whole angle, you know, especially for the last eight, nine years uh, since I've been really, really heavily focused on my career and trying to grow, um, at least from a corporate perspective. So hopefully that gives a little bit of insight um, as to myself um, yes, at a high level. Absolutely, man. And. Uh, we're going to get all in your business today, man. Um, and the goal of this podcast is to, <laughs> is to be the number one business podcast for young people. We understand that, you know, now is a critical time in our country's history. Um, you know, just with everything that's going on in technology, everything that's going on socially, um, young people are thirsty for knowledge, right? And young people are thirsty for different ways to express themselves to build, you know, their character and build businesses, right? So that's the purpose of this podcast. And we do three things on, on this podcast. We do interviews, we discuss tech news, and we review products, right? And we're doing three things in terms of uh, pillars that we have. And that's to discuss uh, tech, culture, and people, TCP. So uh, with that being said, um, last week, I talked about the quote of the day being from Robert Smith, and it was about prioritizing um, just your 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 daily task and you know what's important to you overall, right? This week we got a quote from the great Simon Sinek, uh, and it comes from his book Start with Why. And the quote is: When you compete against everyone else, no one wants to help you, but when you compete against yourself, everyone wants to help you. 
I'll say it again. When you compete against yourself, or actually, when you compete against everyone else, no one wants to help you. But when you compete against yourself, everyone wants to help you. That's a deep quote. And that's truly inspirational for me because, you know, it's so challenging to do a podcast, man. I was so nervous about putting myself out here and just, you know, expressing myself um, in in such a long form way where people could really see who I am, right? Um, but I've found that the more that right. I, you know, express myself, the more people are willing to help me and get involved. So, um, again, D- Dalen, thank you for being Definitely. on today. And uh, you know, you talked about sales and marketing in, in your little intro. But let's understand, you know, right. what you do today and uh, let's get into your career path. So take it away. Yeah. Um, so honestly, you know, my, my, my career hasn't been traditional um, in any particular sense. Um, you know, when I graduated high school, um, to be completely honest, I didn't know what direction I was going to go. Uh, most of my friends, they wanted, you know, they were going the college route. Most were going off to college somewhere else. Um, you know, especially, you know, either out of state or, or maybe on the outskirts of the state of Georgia. Um, for me, I didn't really make any real hard preparations on what was next. Um, I come from a blue collar background where my dad, he owns a landscape management group. Um, and so pretty much since I was seven years old, I started picking up sticks and gradually, you know, uh, uh, graduating to the point where, you know, I could actually provide some, some, some super, um, you know, some su- um, supervising support. Um, kind of operating, you know, as a foreman, somewhat as a, as a, as a little bit of a manager um, and, and really support my dad's business as it's grown over the years. Um, that's where I really learned business one-on-one. Um, so when I graduated high school, you know, honestly, I had a lot of in and out jobs, a lot of odd jobs, you know, whether it was, you know, working preload shift at UPS or, um, you know, eventually working at a racetrack, you know, getting, uh, you know, be, uh, basically being a cashier. Um, you know, and, and, and really those, those two jobs were pivotal, you know, I, you know, for a short period of time, one summer, man, I worked, um, I worked as like a retail associate at Forever 21, you know what I mean? Up at Town Center Mall. So, you know, I, I kind of had, I had a, had a, a weird journey in the very, very late teens, early twenties. Um, you know, eventually I, you know, I, I, I never forget this one second where this one, this one season of my life where man, like super stressed i was broke and i remember i went to this taco bell on powder springs road um near where my first apartment was and i was so broke man i used to get the two dollar meal deals right and mm-hmm. i remember i bought one ate it and then i asked for an application and i remember you know i filled it out gave it to the manager and the manager was like you know, he he just kind of had a word with me. Was like, bro, you you brother, you don't look like you know. This is really for you. This is the path for you. This is where you need to be at. Um, he was like, you know, I'm happy to call you next week, but you know, I just want to tell you that's just not. I don't think this is this is next for you. And so that moment always stuck with me because it felt like a low moment. But you know, nonetheless, um, I didn't give up. You know, I kept getting up every day. Uh, kept getting after it. Kept working. And um, eventually, I ended up uh, ended up getting an opportunity where um, I walked into a Sprint store where my dad, he was going in to upgrade all his business phones. Um, and we met a guy by the name of Christopher Ponitz, 
Um, and this brother, he he really served as like a guiding light really early on in, in, in my career, especially as me trying to establish my, my corporate footing as a business athlete. Um, and, and went in a sprint store, upgraded these phones. We probably were in there two hours, good conversation, um, did business. Eventually, um, you know, he said, hey, man, he said, say, you might like it in here, man. It's, you know, I could see you being a good salesperson. Had never really thought about going into sales. Um, and hey, eventually, you know, we just the conversation starts to wind down and he introduced me to his manager. Uh, his name was Taylor Driscoll. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was man, this had to be the very beginning of 20, 2012. So we're talking about eight years ago. From that point, man, everything just really developed. Uh, came back in like a week and a half later for an interview. And before I knew it, by the, by the, the beginning of next month, I was, you know, I was basically basically a retail consultant at a Sprint store and, um, you know, was just trying to figure out what sales really was, you know, inside and out from a, from a wireless telecom perspective. So, yeah. you know, I was in there slinging cell phones and that good stuff. And that's really where my sales career started right there in the trenches, as Future would say. So yeah. that's a little bit of the beginning of it, at least. Absolutely, man. And, you know, what's funny is I remember those dog summer days it, at when you were working at racetrack. Um, I can't remember what I, yeah. I had at the time, but, you know, we just spent so much time together, man, just working, going, like, just trying to figure out what Target. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was working at Target. <laughs> man, yeah. you know, yeah. $7.50 an hour, man, and, um, you know, just really working so hard as a young person, man. And, um, you know, I knew that we were going to be successful, but I just knew like Target racetrack wasn't it for us. Right? <laughs> so when you talk about the Taco Bell right, story, man, absolutely. when you talk about the Taco Bell story, man, I just feel like, you know, I've been there too, man. Like I'm outside pushing carts, you know, it's 40 degrees outside. I'm like, man, I'm <laughs> no disrespect, but I, I just I felt like, you know, I had that internal pride to say like, Hey man, I can, I could do a lot more, and I know God has called me for greater than this, man. So, you know, I've, I've been there, man. Amen. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit more about <laughs> your sales journey, and, and you talk about your first step being uh, in the sprint yeah. store, and um, yeah, let's talk about yeah. that because that was like once you got that opportunity, a few months later, you you brought me into the sprint store, man. You was like, "Yo, chance, you got to apply," and that kicked off my sales career as well. So. Talk a little bit about your sales uh, yeah. time at, at Sprint and where it went. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, it, um, f- first thing, you know, what I will say is I've always kind of been blessed with the mentality of, hey, man, if if uh, you know if 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 the if the well with the water is over here to the left, let me let my peoples know so we can all drink, right? And so, got in there, um, really didn't know much other than what I learned just from business working with my dad, but just try to apply this mentality that, hey, you know, if you be straightforward with people, people be straight with you. Um, and if you talk to people, you know, with some sense, typically they'll respond back, you know, in a, in, in a you know, in a decent manner at least. Yeah. Um, and so really, from, yeah, really from, from there, man, just, uh, you know, got in there, um, had to put my head down, went through like the little sales training um, and eventually started to do pretty well. Right. And so, um, man, you know, we, we was hitting some monthly numbers and, and, and ended up on the, 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 the district list. And I remember back then we had a, a district manager by the name of um, Omar Jones. And, you know, he would always talk a little small things like, you know, walk people to the door when you finish the transaction and 
make sure you hand the receipt and circle the, the return the return exchange date policy that was on the receipt little small things to try to decrease churn mm -hmm. um i learned words like churn what does that mean yeah. right? in terms of the business acumen and getting up to speed so that, that was a good experience at that point um did that for maybe five or six months in adventure i wanted to go really start that corporate experience. I wanted to be in the office and, and possibly work from home and, and just see what that was like. Um, but how do you do that, right? How do you find that, that next opportunity? And so um, that's where networking came into play. And then also um, not being afraid to go to management and say, hey, listen, this is the journey that I see for myself. I can't see retail forever. So yeah. talk to my manager, got his approval, you know, I was right around five months, applied for a job and got an interview. And um, it was to be a basically a wire, a, basically like a, a wireline pricing analyst. Um, and if you know wireline, it's just a, you know, it's a telecom piece of equipment, but that's a whole different conversation. But I got a chance to interview um, and, and the interview went well. And really from there, ended up getting a job in November 2012. And that was really the beginning of really feeling like I'm a true business athlete um, in that role. You know, I got a chance to work from home uh, basically, what, three days a week. We only went to the office twice. And um, again, whenever I try to get on, I try to, hey, the water's in the well over here. So uh, you remember those days, Matt? I remember uh, Leon. That was our manager. He came like, hey, look, man, he said, love having you on the team. I want to bring on another brother. Let me know if you know somebody. I said, I know somebody. And just so happened to be my roommate. And so yeah. it just ended up going out good. And so you came over, we was on the same team. So yeah. um, that was really like that growth, but that was still, that was a self-support role, you know? So growing from being in the store on the front lines to now, Behind you know, we're desk. supporting the enterprise account executives in the field. Yeah. And I remember we learned so much during that time uh, as, you know, sales support roles um, with Leon and um, daily you, you were instrumental during my time there too, man. Like, you know, I remember our first time getting the raise and uh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, me and Dalen were roommates at the time and you know, Dalen's in my ear hyping me up, man. He's like, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's looking up stuff on Google talking about, oh, well, you know, the average person in this role probably makes 50,000. Um, you know, so we should be around like $48,000. So, and I think at the time we were making like 33000 or something like that. So, so I remember like, you know, being so excited. I was being so excited, man. Dalen, it hyped me up so, so high. And, you know, the day comes where we go ha have the conversation. I'm sorry for laughing, man. I know it's supposed to be a business podcast, but it's so funny and it's so... So uh, important for young people to understand yeah. this, right? <laughs> I remember, you know, it, the day comes where right. it's time for us to go have that conversation with our manager, and uh, you know, Leon pulls me yeah. to the side and he's like, "Um, it's like Chance, you know, you've been doing some great work. You know, you've been here for a few months, and uh, you know, we want to <laughs> reward you, you know, with the raise." And then he slid me the paper and told me, showed me what the raise was. It was like, the raise was like twenty five cents, like on 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 the, uh, per hour i'm like yo like you know this is forty-eight thousand, you know that we were expecting and uh you know so i go first right? <laughs> first so and dalen sits next to me 
and uh, Day Daylin's. <laughs> I came back to the desk. Daylin was like, um, you know, Daylin was said. He said, uh, how'd it go? <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, you'll see. <laughs> I said, you'll see, man. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spoil the moment for him. So he went over. <laughs> And he came back, and I could just see he was so disappointed. <laughs> he was so. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I was. <laughs> I'm in tears right now because <laughs> that moment really like just changed my life and just kind of opened my eyes to like, you know, just just we got to stop getting our hopes up as young people, man. Like especially, you know, we you know as young people we think the world of ourselves, right? And we just think we deserve everything. Yeah. And I don't think we ever took the entitled impro approach, but we just felt like, hey, man, like, you know, we're worthy no. of we're worthy of a lot. Right. And that moment really humbled me and kind of gave me the foundation right. to say, like, hey, like, you know, we got to earn everything that we get from here on out. Like nothing is going to be handed to us. We got to earn it. So, yeah, man, that was good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Amen. So, um, yeah. Like, so tell me about like where you went from there after sprint what'd you do yeah so eventually um ended up was in that role for maybe about a year and four months um obviously because of the work from home experience was great mm -hmm. um and then eventually was like man, i want to get back on the front lines i want to chase these dollars uh i want I, I want that commission back right and so um ended up getting a role as an account manager on the wireline side with sprint and in that role, you know, we were slinging everything from M to M uh, offerings, machine to machine, uh, tracking assets. Uh, we were slinging, of course, corporate libel accounts. So anything from a handset to a tablet. And then we was even some uh, more of the basic voice over IP phone systems, not the advanced, not the SIP trunking, unified communications, but the early stuff. Uh, we were distributing that and did that for about nine, 10 months and eventually just knew that that Sprint was going through so many changes. Now we're talking about the time where Dan Hesse is transitioning out and we got Marcelo coming in and we got SoftBank taking over. So mm -hmm. I said, man, listen, I want to get with a big player in the game, um, you know, who don't have no particular issues financially and who's number one in the market. Mm -hmm. uh, from my career, I felt like associate with the right brands, that'll help elevate you to the next opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, after being with Sprint from basically uh, 2012 uh, to the very, very beginning of 2015, transition over to Comcast NBC. And, and that, right in that there, particular David. company. Let me pause you right there because you just you just dropped a gem that I want young people to really hone in on. Yeah. And that's associating yourself with the right brands and that will elevate your career. I think too often young yeah. people chase money, right? Like we chase just a bigger base salary, but it's so important that you recognize the, the, the position that that brand that you're working with has in the market, because that can elevate yep. your, your profile as a business athlete, as you talked about earlier. So, um, that was a true gym. So get, get back into your story about Comcast. Like what, what, what'd you do at Comcast? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, got with Comcast initially wanted to come in as an account manager that just didn't work out. But actually ended up in the end. One thing I would say is, you know, sometimes a, a, a temporary denial is what it is. It's just temporary. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you never know, really, sometimes what you were denied might be worse than what is coming. 
right? Mm. So you had so maybe they were better down the line and you just got delayed a little bit. I'm a person of faith personally, so that's how I look at things, but it's all good. But the main thing, I came in as a um, logistics coordinator. So I was on the logistics team. I, I reported to the director of construction. So we handled a lot of the um, on-premise and, or you might say on footprint um, development construction-wise for Comcast business. And so we supported that build out throughout the Metro Atlanta area, uh, basically establishing service in corporate, corporate B, corporate A structured buildings where there was no service. Did that for a little bit over a year. And, you know, it was a good experience, gave me a chance to learn Comcast from a self-support role. Also, it was my second time. So at this point, uh, I've been two, I've been in two roles where I was direct in a direct sales role. That account manager role, you know, that was that that was direct sales. And then obviously being a contract analyst with Sprint and then now being a logistics coordinator with Comcast, I felt I was I was two and two, direct sales and sales support, and I felt like I was progressing at a good pace. Now I was really ready to get back on the hunt. And I knew the big step I needed to take to really advance my career at this point was to become an account executive. So now we fast forward, we're in 2016. Um, I get the role as an account executive working for Comcast Business. I'm working in, you know, Buckhead, Atlanta, Georgia, high dollar areas are my are, is my territory. And it's, you know, come in and I'm just excited and we're building out, we're looking for net new business. And this is really where I learned the skill sets that were needed to go from nothing but a cell phone, maybe an iPad, um, a cell support in office, to building a book of business that can generate six to seven figures um, in, in terms of monthly work recurring income for Comcast business. And so, um, you know, being in that particular position as an account executive, it taught me a lot. It taught me about hard work, you know, it taught me about um, the importance of first and foremost, how to talk to people when, hey, they don't know you. It taught me also how to overcome objections. It also taught me really who I am as a person. Um, it also taught me about time management mm -hmm. because I didn't have, you know, you had a sales manager, right? But this is outside sales. This is, this ain't report to the office every day environment and chances, you know, yeah. man, one of the toughest things when you get to that point as account executive in sales, when you don't have that visibility over you, it's what are you going to do with that time when nobody's watching? Yeah. And that's really going to decide the growth, you know, that you have in your sales career. So um, that, that was really kind of where I, where I learned a lot of my bones, particularly there. Yeah, man. And, you know, you touched on it a little bit, just discipline. Right. And, you know, when you get into an outside sales role, you have pretty much full autonomy over your schedule. Right. And it's so important that you just have that yeah. mental yeah. fortitude to lock down on revenue generating activities, right? Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many distractions uh, in, in the sales space where you could just be, yeah. you know, doing research, right? But, yeah. you know, it's so important that you yeah. just pick up the phone or you, you, you go visit a client or you sending something to a client because, you know, that discipline is going to really be what sets you up for success long-term. Right. And, and also just to that point, you know, as a salesperson, you might not get a sale every day, right? Like you're not going to get a sale every month. And, and, you know, especially in these enterprise level deals, they take months to develop, but at the same time, you have to have right. that mental discipline to say, Hey, I'm going to just keep calling. I'm going to keep chipping away at this opportunity until it comes home. 
And uh, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing that I would say uh, for salespeople, people that are interested in sales uh, careers is just to make sure that you have that mental discipline for sure. So Dale, yeah, talk yeah, to no, me. Mental discipline. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no, no. I was going to say Mr. Discipline. I definitely agree. Other part I would say is um, within sales, you'll definitely learn that you can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I mean by that is uh, no matter how you close the deal, assuming you're doing it legally and ethically with, 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 with good morality, um, the, the, the number of deals you can close, one thing I learned is you need partners. You need people who you can always lean on as a resource. You need people you can reach out to who might be able to provide you a lead. So networking and developing the right partners, especially early in your sales career, is something that's going to be essential to, to, to your success, um, especially when you don't really know many, many people at all. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say your network is your net worth, right? Like that that phrase has been, you know, extremely true in, in my career. And it seems like that's that's been the same in yours as well. Um, just because, you know, you might meet somebody today, but, but you never know what role that they can play within your career, right? Like they could become a mentor for you or they could just become, you know, someone that you lean on for just business Absolutely. advice in general. So, yeah, it's very important to network and, and right. build that network, build real relationships. Right. Yeah. So keep, keep advancing right. your story, man. Like t- talk to me about, um, you know, what was the yeah. next step for you? Yeah, so it um, did well at Comcast, came out the gates, was hitting it really, really hard. Um, and eventually, um, you know, I kind of hit a wall. You know, I, I was kind of questioning whether I wanted to even be in sales, you know, any further, um, you know, as I kind of transitioned into the beginning or middle of 2017. Um, and I'll say a lot of that was just driven by, you know, we started getting some good commission checks and, you know, um, bills is paid on time kind of thing and you you in a good space um you start kind of looking around you know you mm-hmm. start trying to figure out you know what could happen you know what could be next and, and what else could you do and, and so eventually i ended up finding myself in a position where i knew it was time to get out of wireless and wireline telecommunications as a whole mm-hmm. so i wanted to transition either into software sales where i had no experience um or go into some type of marketing where I knew how to take a product, you know, directly to consumers, directly to businesses from a B2B perspective um, and, and, and how to start, you know, that sales cycle, right? And actually bring it all the way to the close and hand it off to implementation. Um, but I really had not worked in a dedicated um, sales role that was focused on marketing, focused on advertising. Mm-hmm. So software or some type of advertising, and obviously I didn't want to do newspapers, Right. And and and, and um, there's levels, as you know, the software, right, whether you're doing you're selling the, the long form with licenses or you trying to sell software as a service, which can sometimes be a little bit more transactional. But sometimes that can be long form, too. Um, so it was just a game where I didn't know. So I was interviewing with a bunch of companies while I was still with Comcast, denied, 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 um, eventually interviewed with a company called CentOS. I mentioned CentOS. First, let's say this. I didn't get a job with them. They brought me through eight interviews. And if you're a salesperson out there, um, I don't ever speak bad about any company, but I would just say this. Just know um, they really vet their sales professionals. Um, And so they had me put together this tool for the interview process called a brag book. 
Mm -hmm. um, a brag book is something that many sales professionals have heard of, maybe not seen. Some have heard of and some have seen and then some have never heard of it. Um, but this was such a blessing in disguise. It had to be God for me to not get the job, but I was still required to put this brag book together to even interview to further my candidacy with them. And I walked away from the interview, um, not with the job offer, but with this brag book that continued to help me get to where I am today. Yeah. Um, eventually ended up landing a job with a company called Tegna, formerly known as Gannett, um, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, owner of NBC-affiliated local TV stations throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so um, I was based here in the Atlanta market, um, joined a pilot team where I worked as an account executive, and we pretty much targeted a little bit over nine different markets throughout the U.S., um, selling, obviously, on-air TV time, commercials, um, commercial production support, um, digital marketing, um, and then also just a wide, a wide variety of, of marketing tools, uh, whether from email marketing list, the whole shebang. So this was really a, a pivotal time for me. And I joined Technic. That was February. I mean, excuse me, September 2017. Um, and one of the things that I learned a lot at Tegna, um was that no matter how good you are, no matter what your background is coming from your previous companies, um, just, you know, never assume that just because you were so great somewhere else that it means you're going to be as great in your next place. Yeah. Um, so a humble mentality is always important. Um, and I'll also say this too, what some think is awesome, others think is average. Yeah. And that's a bar right there for a lot of young people it is when you think your performance is awesome, you need to really start exposing yourself to other people's productivity, other people um, in, the, in, the, in the marketplace, other people in the field, um, and really learn and see is, is your performance, is it in that top 10% or are you really in that top 50%, right? And there's levels to it. And that's something you you won't know until you kind of get exposed yourself. to other individuals. And I got a chance to see, right? Yeah, I got, I got a chance to learn and see and, and get rebuffed and get reproved and get uh, a lot of constructive criticism about my sales skill. I, I had documentation. I had a lot of success, a lot of uh, quota attainments. Um, but obviously to become more polished, to go to the next level, um, it was a very, very interesting experience and it felt stressful. Um, I love my team, um, you know, but I had some difficulties there while I went into an HR related situation um, with a former manager by the name of Amanda Craig. And um, long story short, you know, she wanted to put me on a, on a sales development plan, a performance improvement plan, if you will. Um, unjustifiably. And so I took it to the HR director and this process went on for maybe about the next three months from December 20, uh, 2017 to February 2018. And um, in, the, in, in the outcome of it all, I ended up winning. And um, they wanted me to stay on with the team after proving my case about how I was being unjustly treated, about how the performance improvement plan was not uh, was not appropriate under the circumstances. And also, I didn't mention this earlier, but I'll share this in the midst of all of that. I was the top performing sales rep up to that point of the yeah. three account executives on the team. So it was it was a very interesting situation that did not make a lot of sense. That. I learned a lot from my previous manager, Amanda. Um, but thankfully, I was successful in my appeal to HR and um, sometimes the best thing to prove that you're right is not even proving others wrong. Sometimes it's just about getting another job. 
And so after going through that experience, um, I actually was contacted by a company called Urban One Incorporated. And they said, hey, we're looking for a senior account executive to come on staff, but we want somebody who has digital marketing experience. Um, obviously, you know, we, you know, we sell radio broadcasting assets um, to advertisers, a little bit different than TV broadcasting, but, you know, we think this will be an easy transition for you. Mm-hmm. And I jumped at the opportunity. One black owned company never had worked in a, a, a worked in a black owned company. It really wanted to add that to my resume. I also wanted to be with a company where I felt like even though it was it was specific, it was specialized. It wasn't so general market. I still wanted it to feel as if it, it was a it was a top top, you know, top flight organization. It still felt like I didn't have to worry about you know, is my salary going to be there and, 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 and making sure I still had the proper support for, for a sales professional in the field. So um, I got all those things. And so I ended up making a transition uh, from Tegna, even though after the completion of the HR case, they wanted me to stay. Um, but I negotiated the severance with them at my request and I took my ball and I left and I went to play on a different uh, different playground. And so ended up at, at, at Urban One. This is February 2018. And I stepped into radio. Um, and I'm gonna just keep it, I'm gonna keep it real. I look back on it and you could not have told me that was a smart decision while I was, you know, at, just had joined Techna or while I was at Comcast to go into radio, selling radio broadcasting uh, time. But I would say, um, it really taught me a lot, and it ended up being the very thing that positioned me for what was next after that, which was eventually to join Google um, as, an, as an account strategist. So, um, you know, my time there, I really learned about a median that, you know, in a way you could say is dying, right? A lot, of, a lot of radio ad dollars are fleeing every single quarter, every single year away from, away from there going either online marketing, going to, um, you know, some in some cases still going to print, still going to TV, might even yeah. be going OTT. You said you, you said you didn't want to sell newspapers, so you just went to radio. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, it's like who, who goes from TV to radio kind of situation. But um, yeah, it ended up ended up playing out, man. It, it 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 worked out in my favor, and I think it really put me in a perfect position for Google in one way. Um, and it's something I'll tell any 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 young sales professional, any young professional. Um, loyalty to people is important. It's righteous. Loyalty to an organization, loyalty to some LLC, that's not something that I would ever subscribe to or put my name on. Um, And the reason why I say that is the brand, the company that you work for, no matter how great you are, no matter how much money you, you generate for them, uh, no matter no matter how many initiatives you get implemented, if you in DE and I, no matter how many uh, marketing objectives you get checked off, if you lead in the marketing department, no matter what it is, something goes wrong with you, it's next man up. Yeah. The training will be on. Yeah, they gonna call another conductor. And yeah. so um, I, I'm really I'm really really critical about loyalty to people. But don't show loyalty to, to organizations or to the company you work for. Um, not don't do anything illegal, but I but loyalty is something where I don't believe in staying at one place waiting for somebody else to die for you to get what's yours. Um, I believe that right now, if you represent yourself properly, position yourself properly in the marketplace and you do your research, there may be a job 
or a company that's willing to pay you five, 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, maybe $60,000 more, maybe in a totally different uh, focus area, maybe a totally different career path. Maybe it's a totally different position with a different company. Um, it could be even something out of state, you know, so I'm just, I'm just one of those people where I believe identify the opportunities, keep your eyes open and there's nothing wrong with talking. At least that's what my dad always told me. So, yeah. um, you know, recently after being with urban one, really learning the radio industry, getting exposed to, 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 I remember one time Nipsey Hussle came in to high 1079 in Atlanta, um, you know, God bless him, put, put some respect on his name. That was an iconic moment just to see him in passing. Um, but got, you know, made some good contacts there. Um, met Bree, who you know well, Bree Singleton. Yes. Um, she, you know, she, 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 she was the promotion, she was the promotions director for, um, you know, for, 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 I think that was, uh, for the Christian, uh, for the Christian network they had there on the radio. But man, um, got an opportunity with Google where I was invited to, a, um, it was, it was, a, it was an event through the talent and engagement organization at Google called Google Sandbox. And it, they hosted it at Pond City Market. And it was like, hey, you know, not a big crowd. They had like what they consider 50 people from a wide range of different backgrounds within sales and marketing for a two day conference. Went to it. Um, amazing experience. Met some really good people. Um, and directly out of that experience, that conference, I met the recruiter um, who I ended up working with, who ended up helping me get a job. Um, directly, you know, at Google as an accountancy sales team in GCS. And so um, just an amazing experience to get there. Um, and I could recap it all, but the truth is, hey, know your worth and continue to evaluate it and keep putting yourself out there. Um, yeah. that, that, was, that was really a lot of the mentality to get me to that point. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest nugget that I took from your story and your journey that you just shared was, you know, Number one, you were open to opportunity, right? And when you got opportunity, you take you took yeah. chances, right? Like you embarked on new opportunity. You didn't shy away from it or you didn't get complacent with where you were, even though you were having success. And it's led you to, you know, right. one of the top companies in the world, one of the best companies in the world um, from an employment perspective, but then also from a business perspective. And it seems like you're thriving in your career there as well. So um, talk a little bit about your, your career at Google. Um, you know, I know we're coming up on, on the time that I said, you know, I, I scheduled you for, but um, just talk about, you know, a little bit about your time at yeah, Google yeah, and, and yeah. what you're doing today. Yeah, no. Um, so uh, started with Google May 13th, 2019. Um, it was a, a life-changing experience. Um, the interview process was was unlike anything I had ever been through before. Uh, but more importantly, uh, I had never worked a job that was outside of my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. So this was the first career opportunity that I actually landed an offer for that took me all the way to California. And so I was in Silicon Valley, uh, right in the mix out of San Francisco. Um, and it was it was it was it was an experience unlike like any other in terms of um, for me, not graduating college and not really taking the college route, <clears throat> Valley was like my uh, crash course. It was like a, it was like a, camp, a college campus environment. Um, is definitely a company where you know they hire people of all backgrounds, of all nationalities, of, of every particular silo you could fit human beings in. Uh, one thing they have 
um, that I had never seen before with so many young people, uh, yeah. people under the age of 40 um, in, in a wide variety of roles, whether I individual contributors, senior individual contributors or even leaders. Um, it was just like, wow, like so you got a chance to, to, to really work with some bright minds. And, um, you know, I move out there in May. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm going through every emotion. Right. As Nip, like Nipsey Hussle said, I, I went through every emotion on this journey. And so, um, I, you know, I start to kind of find my footing. I'm figuring, trying to figure out where I, where I fit. And obviously, as you know, being a black in tech, you know, it's an experience where you, you become a professional at being in, in, being in rooms where nobody looks like you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and so um, that was a that was a muscle. I got a chance to further exercise. Not that was uncommon, but it was something that was certainly um, it, it was amplified more. Get when you get to Google, you really get to see why you know that 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 that, break, that percentage breakdown on the workforce is somewhere between three to three point five percent is black. Um, and, and 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 so that was something that I had to kind of overcome and figure out. But beyond that, I mean, the experience at Google has been awesome. Um, one of the best things about Google, I would say, is the investment that they make. In their people before you even start, and um, and 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 that kind of just starts, you know, particularly at you know your conversations around your comp uh, and, and what you make and all that good stuff. But I think the other piece is just the association of the brand, right? Of, of being able to say you work here, um, recognizing the impact that Google has on users across the world. You know, we're talking about a billions, billions plus, and then. You know, it's the opportunity to be exposed to the, the top technology, um, some of the top professionals. Um, and then you have some you have support that's above above, you know, above average on every aspect. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a great experience up to this point. You know, I started as an account strategist, really consulting agency how to help their help their clients get the best return on ad spend. Um, so that's kind of what I do now. So I'm, I'm a digital ad consultant. Um, I did that for for a year as a as an account strategist. Um, got a chance to work with different brands like uh, GE Digital, um, Homedics. Um, work I worked with a, a few other brands that I can't necessarily name due to NDA um, associations or, or issues per se. But the main thing I got a chance to really work with accounts that were generating, um, you know, that eight figure number per quarter. And really to consult those agencies on how to make sure these clients get 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 that best return. And so that was definitely an exciting experience. Did that for roughly about a year, mm-hmm. and then fast forward to where we are now, May of this year, May 2020, um, I ended up getting an opportunity where um, I got a job as an account manager within large customer sales. Um, and within that role, I support AT&T Communications. Um, particularly two subsidiaries that they own, one being AT&T Business Services, um, which we focus obviously on the B2B front. And then also I manage Cricket Wireless, um, which is their prepaid uh, mobility business. So, you know, really where I am now, it's, it's, it, it seems like it's, you know, eight years has gone by. You reflect on it. It feels like it's, it's, it's been so much time, but it really hasn't. Um, but the one thing I'll say, I'm just really grateful for, um, having having the, the wisdom and, and being exposed to, to not so much the right people per se, but being able to see the mistakes of the wrong people and really being able to learn from maybe, man, how did they end up with a master's degree or an MBA? They 10 years into their career, but they, you know, they they not really in that 
in that role that's fulfilling. They're not really in that position that's generating that six-figure number that they want. They don't have that work-life balance of a position that they really worked hard for in terms of going back for that to graduate school and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And, and I support everybody and every, anybody going, going to college. Um, shout out to my sister. She, she She's about to be a graduating senior this year. Uh, but more importantly, it's just one of those things where everybody's path won't be the same. But I really looked around at the people that I, I was next to. I was competing against people with master's degrees, MBAs, against people who had the undergraduate, their BA and, what, and whatnot. So, you know, I really tried to have to figure out how can I advance my career in a playing field where I'm not really set up for success, right? When you don't have a college degree trying to navigate the corporate landscape, you got to really be able to look at the field and find where you can exploit the, the weaknesses. And the one thing I can share with anybody, this applies to those who graduate college, those who don't, um, you got to be able to show proof that you can succeed. Mm-hmm. And how you do that, it goes back to a little nugget I shared about the Centos job um, in the brag book. Having a brag book, having a compilation, a collection of of, of just, just complete proof of what you've been able to do, how you've been able to help companies generate a return on their investment in yourself, um, the business you brought in. It could be anything from training certificates. It could be a, a job offer that you got that you took or that you didn't take. Um, the point, the one thing I, I always use was save these documents because this is going to be the differentiator that's going to say, wow, we can trust Dalen to perform at this level for us versus another candidate who may have multiple letters behind their name. And that's just the most sincere way I can put it is um, education is great, but it's a tool, right? You know, having a job is great, but that's just a tool. But the, the goal is to get a career opportunity that really puts you in a position to where now I can step away from Google and go do something else either on my own or I can consult or I could go work for another organization and I continue to have this verification. I got this proof that says, hey, this is what I did for Google. Mm-hmm. This is what I did for this organization. Um, and so that's just one of, one of the, the, the few things that I did to really try to stand out in the marketplace when I kind of felt like I was playing at a bit of a disadvantage, not having the major tool, which is a college degree that most professionals have as business, as business athletes. Absolutely, man. And that's, you know, another segment that I had listed here was to give advice for young people, but that advice on the brag book is so key. Um, and I think that everyone should have a brag book and I'm, you know, you're be- my, one of my best friends and I'm still working on my brag book to get his, as profound as yours because you know you sent it to me and i'm like wow like dalen has done a lot you know and uh it's just extremely impressive (laughs) and um you know if you don't mind sharing it like i would love to get a copy of that so i could you know and you could take out you know what you feel like is important but or we can extract you know our blackout certain things but um i would love to share that with with the community um just to see how they should be thinking about that brag book um, because I think that that's a true resource that can propel your career forward and, and it's worked in your career as well. There's one last thing that I want to touch on with you, Dalen, before I let you yeah, go. No. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was gonna say, yeah, no, I'll be, be, I'll definitely be, be happy to, 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 to share a PDF copy and, 
you know, definitely, you know, that could be a later episode and you could definitely cover it, but definitely something that's an essential tool for any professional to be able to show proof to say, hey, beyond a resume, here, here's the proof of what I've been able to do and what I can do for you as well. Absolutely. So there's one last thing that I want to touch on with you, and that's the importance of voting. Uh, me being a, a close friend of yours, I understand, you know, just your political awareness and uh, how important uh, just local state and federal government is to everyone's life. Um, can you just give some words of encouragement around voting for our younger people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, first and foremost, the, the, the main thing I would say is this. Um, people say they want to get the bag. Everybody, oh, I want to get the bag, I want to get the bag, I want to get the bag. All right, well, what you're going to do with the bag, how you're going to protect the bag is by voting. And what I mean by that is when you vote for the right people that align with your interests, with your personal situation, whether that's where you are now or where you want to be or where you're planning to be, right? It gives you an opportunity to exercise your voice. Mm -hmm. And so um, the one thing I will share with anybody is this, you're not always gonna get your way within a uh, democracy, especially one that's a, a democratic republic, um, but you have the opportunity to exercise your voice to be heard. Yeah. And the only way um, that you can do that is by voting and by being involved and also by staying aware. And, and, and so um, the same way a company will evaluate your professional skill set to see if there is the proper level of fitness for them to bring you on into their culture, it's the same approach you should take when evaluating candidates who are asking for your vote, who are making decisions that could one day affect yourself, maybe your children, maybe your sibling, maybe your parent. So no matter if it's a business matter or maybe if it's a criminal matter, um, it could be something as simple as taxation. Um, I think it's very, very important that we vet these candidates appropriately. And I would also encourage this. If there's no support, don't be afraid to write someone in. But I do think it's important that everybody exercise the right to vote and let your voice be heard. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate you sharing those words, Daylin. Um, so one last thing before we go, and that's the business tip of the week. And the business tip of the week is educate yourself on new ways of doing things. I, I, there's a quote from, you know, you touched on Nipsey Hussle earlier. And there's a quote from, from Nipsey Hussle that said, he elevated innovation over ignorance. And I want to leave you guys with that quote um, as you think about educating yourself on new ways of doing things. Um, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of the Take Chances podcast. I'm extremely gracious to have Dalen Baker on the podcast and uh, I look forward to speaking with you all soon. Take chances. Chance Matt, you made this.